you want a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> well, good thing, Steve, because we're right here recording one. Holy, holy, what? We're on the air. I was, I just woke up. I was in my bed. I'm rubbing my eyes. <laughs> Do you see that thing located in front of your face? Oh my gosh. It's a microphone. Oh, hello. Yes, yeah, detecting the noises that you're making with your mouth Is it parts. recording them? Yeah, yeah, it's recording oh, them. Well, the a... mic isn't recording them. Oh, it's not? Yeah, yeah, the computer and the software is doing the recording. Electronic stuff is so complicated. <laughs> How does it work? It's miracles, I guess. Yeah. Miracles make the world run. <laughs> Welcome, listeners, to Dead and Lovely, your absolute favorite horror movie review podcast in all the land. Mm-hmm. Here with the hostess, with the mostess, he's Hollywood Steve. And he is Uncle Ben. <laughs> Tried to pull a fast one on you right there. No, I, I caught on. You're ready. Mm-hmm. You're ready for that. Steve, I'm thirsty. Me too. Let's have a beer from the private estate of the notorious... <laughs> RDM, good yeah. old Roger Dean Miller that gifted us with so many fantastic beers on his uh, Knoxville visit that he had a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we're saving all those beers that you gave us and just going through them slowly. These are show-only yeah. beers. Those are show beers. Show beers. <laughs> I love that with Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's so excited. She's so scared. Yeah. What are we having today, Steve? So we're having a Saucy Brew Works Mm-hmm. Who is this murky imperial IPA? I am very excited about this. Me too. It, it says New England style, and it says hazy and murky. I like, I like all, all those words. of these things. Let's pour it into a cup and see what this thing looks like. I'll tell you what, Steve. I don't know oh, about you. Wow. Yeah, that is like, it is basically like Donald Duck orange juice. Uh-huh. Yeah. It is murky. Badass. This is just a great thing to add to my week. I've had a, a week full of fantastic food and booze. That's awesome. It has been a very, very, very good week for me. And I'll tell you too, man, like, how is that? Is it awesome? That is good. Yeah? That is real good. What's the percent on that? Uh, this, I believe, is 8.4%. Good God, that's fantastic. Holy that shit, great. that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like super boozy orange juice. Yep. Now, Damn, Roger, that's good. We should point out the two of the beers that we're having today are from Roger's hometown of Cleveland. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Cleveland rocks, so I've heard. Yeah, and uh, from this first swig of beer, I'd say it seems that they do. Yeah, holy shit. That's really fantastic, and the aftertaste is great, too. It's it not is. like too bitter, it's not too sweet, it's not too funky. Mm-hmm. Good God. It's delicious. Yeah, I could totally drink my, my body weight in that. And this is like, I don't know if I told you about this, my new beer rules for myself. Okay. I'm trying to like to be less of a, a piece of shit to my body. Right. That's a good call. I plan on trying to stay in my body at least until they can upload my consciousness to a, a computer mm-hmm. or yeah. a, a robot body or something. And then they, they double cross you and use your consciousness to perform menial tasks. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> so in an effort to, uh, to prolong my stay in my mortal coil, mm-hmm. lest I inadvertently shuffle it off. Yeah. I'm trying to like only drink beer whenever we're doing our show or whenever I'm out. Yeah. I've, I've kind me. of yeah. yeah. I've kind of eliminated just sitting home just and having a beer. Yeah, yeah, I've I've done that too. Yeah. Um yeah, if I if I do drink at home mm-hmm. with with Emily it's just vodka sodas. Um right. Cuz a lot God, less calories. No I doubt. mean I I know vodka's not healthy alcohol. But hey, <laughs> it's a health liquor. Yeah, it's a health liquor. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, is like 
I, I've been doing the same thing lately where it's like, yeah, I'll just drink like some kind of straight liquor or something at home. And the good thing about it is like, I get bored of it a lot quicker. Yeah. Whereas like whenever I've got a fridge that's mm. full of just like so many delicious beers. It's yeah, like, I could just you can, pound them. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can just go and go and go because it's like every one is like, this one tastes yeah. different. This if one's. I, if I just have a, a glass of soda water and, and vodka, it's like, I'm not excited about drinking nope. this. It's just, Man- I am It's drinking. mandatory that I do it. Yeah. <laughs> Stave off the shakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Smooth muscle relaxant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm trying to just like eliminate home beers as much as I can. So whenever yeah. we get to do the show and have... Some of these fine, fine drinks. It, it's the best. It's the best, totally. And I've had many fantastic things this week. I've been eating and drinking like a king. Oh, yeah? Like the king? Yeah, yeah, all like Elvis. Lots oh. of peanut butter, banana, yeah. and bacon sandwiches. Wow. Uh, cool. Handfuls of pills. <laughs> Just handfuls. Yeah. You go to a restaurant and say, can I get a handful of pills? Yeah, well, for lunch, I had I had a handful of blues and two yeah. handful of reds. Wow. Yeah, I was oh. starving, dude. Sounds like it. <laughs> so we went to the opening of Rebel Kitchen in downtown uh-huh. uh, Knoxville there in the old city. Yeah. It was like a friends and family soft open, and it was hardcore, ridiculously good. That's awesome. I had myself a steak that had been cooked in a sous vide for 24 hours. Yeah. Was it falling apart? It was insane. Yeah, it was super tender. But then also, too... After sitting in a sous vide that long, they hit it with like liquid nitrogen. Okay. To basically give it like frostbite. So the outside right. has like a crust and a char to it. That's insane. It was awesome. Was it it was it was delicious? It was fucking awesome, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, and everything's like super ultra local and Yeah. Yeah, it was really, really, really fantastic. Definitely reserve that one for a special night out on the town. In Knoxville. In Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> and also had myself um cool thing like one of my skype students is from around the uh, the pittsburgh area okay and he was coming through tennessee for work and he's like yo he's like do you think we could hook up for a lesson because i'm going through nashville Asheville, blah 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 and uh-huh. i'll be in uh in your hood on last uh saturday mm-hmm. so he came down and he brought me some beers from burial yeah the absolute greatest brewery in the southeast okay uh from Asheville, north uh-huh. kankalaki Good God, man. We're going to have some of those next time, I I'm think. excited. Dude, Burial just does not fuck up. It's amazing. Amazing I've, ha- I've had a few of their brews and yeah. have enjoyed them, uh-huh. so I'm excited. They apparently distribute on like a limited scale. Yeah. So if any of you listeners can find anything Burial, I guarantee you it's going to be fucking awesome. And then get it and mail it to us. Yeah. No, yeah. no use trying it on yourself. You won't like it. How will you hear what we think about it? Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. the important thing. That is the important thing. Let us tell you <laughs> how you like it. All right? <laughs> this one was real good. You enjoyed it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, like, man, Sunday, it had been forever since we had ourselves a good old sushi sandwich. Yeah, I haven't had sushi in a long time. Dude. My wife does not like sushi. So. Oh, no, really? Yeah. That sucks. And since most sushi restaurants don't have much going on other than sushi. It's kind of what they do. Yeah, yeah so we don't go. Damn. And if you go to a place that serves a bunch of other stuff and sushi, it's like, I don't, don't want, want that, that sushi. No. Yeah. <laughs> so we got like a huge like Nama just sushi oh, yeah. feast last night. Nama's great. And we enjoyed that while we watched some Castle Rock. Oh, yeah. Have you, you guys are, you haven't finished it yet. We haven't finished it yet. And I got to tell you, as as far as how it's working and what I've gathered from the story so uh-huh. far, I'm not at all seeing how it ties in Fraggle Rock. It is weird. 
right? It is strange. I, I haven't even seen a doozer stick. No. No. Where, where's the big shaggy dog? That's what I was going to say. I want to see yeah. that shaggy dog. And I also want to see them uh, in a McDonald's Happy Meal riding on a radish, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or a carrot. I'm thinking how it works out, though, is that the guy that's like the, the police chief guy that mm-hmm. is with Sissy Spacek. Yeah. I think that he is a younger version of the, the guy that says fuck ass a lot. Uh-huh. From... Um, uh, Boondock Saints. That's okay. also Fraggle Rock. Uh-huh. It's the same guy. Yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's the same guy. It's the fuck ass guy. <laughs> fuck ass. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure that the cop in this is him as a younger man. Okay, that makes sense. I'm thinking that's how it ties together. All right, I won't reveal it to you. My wife and I have watched yeah, no watched spoilers. all of it, and you haven't read or anything. No, Nobody, uh-huh. so no one's no. opinion. Good. Okay. I just know that a lot of people really hated the ending. Um, Jess, Jesse from the, our friends over at yeah. Sailor Satan said that he really hated the way that it wrapped up. Yeah. So I don't know. I won't talk too much about it. Maybe next week we'll yeah. we'll get back to it. I have some opinions about it. I'm enjoying it. I a enjoyed lot. the show. Yeah. I think we've got maybe like three left right now. Isn't it weird that <laughs> they have two people from it in it? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It took me a while, and I was like, "Is that not fucking that's Bill Skarsgård?" Yeah, Bill like, Skarsgård, oh, yeah. and then the 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 kid, what was his name? The black kid. In it. Oh, in, um, damn it! Castle it Rock. is, yeah. isn't it? Yep. Holy shit! I yeah. hadn't realized that that was him. I was like, "Man, that kid looks so familiar." Who is that kid? Yeah, and then yeah. I looked it up. I was like, "Fuck, yes, exactly." The kid from it. It's been really good so far. I've enjoyed it. The yeah. pacing is cool. Every episode's like a little different. It doesn't really have that mm-hmm. Westworld, it's eight of the same episode kind no, of thing. No, yeah. The, everything sort of is progressing constantly. And uh, I like that they slowly reveal stuff, um, but like they're doing it in a way where there's such constant revelation that you don't right. get bored with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like you're not exactly sure of what's going on but at the same time you're not so in the dark like you're like okay no really what the fuck is going yeah. on here yeah doesn't have lost syndrome in other words mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> how's your week been steve you been doing anything good um yeah it's been great i've uh, been really busy and so uh happy yeah. being busy uh keeps me i'm i'm really anxious all the time when i'm busy mm-hmm but it keeps me from getting bored yeah busy is the best medicine for yeah. me too man absolutely so i yep. if i get bored man i just I, I really rarely do get bored because if I start getting bored, I figure out something to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Like yep. immediately do, for sure. But yeah, if I get bored, it's just yeah, bored is bad for me. Not not fun. Not a fan. No. Yeah. And we've been keeping real busy taking care of our brand new YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. you got to check out that uh, new video we're uploading tomorrow. It's our review of The Conjuring. Uh huh. Yep, it's yep, yep. a little bit different than uh, the podcast. It's only about. 15 minutes i think yeah about 14 something like that yeah and uh some some jokes in there for fun oh some yuck yucks everybody will be splitting their sides yeah etc and you know a thing about it that's really different from the podcast is that there's a there's a visual element and you can see you can see the two of us yeah and uh, i think zora makes an appearance she does make an appearance my my wife's large large dog uh-huh she licks my elbow that she does it's adorable uh so yeah be sure to check out the youtube channel uh we'll be posting links and stuff on the instagram page yeah 
And what really helps us out more than anything is if you subscribe to that son of a yeah. bitch and watch all those videos. We've got the teaser, the intro, and, and hit now that little notification thing. bell so yeah. you know when when we're uploading. Now we will be regularly uploading on Thursdays. Yeah, but we will also be uploading stuff on other days, uh, different things as we go along. Mm-hmm. You'll see maybe soon a video of Hollywood Steve here watching a movie. And talking about it, you don't say. Yeah, I was. I already had one. I think I mentioned it last week. Terrifier. Oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's right. I commented on Terrifier. I was uh, I was watching it. So some funny stuff. But I don't want to upload it because Terrifier. I I've talked about in the past. Don't punch down Terrifier. Small budget. Yeah. All funded on don't Kickstarter. Pick on that little guy. I don't want to pick on the little guy. He's just because I don't guy. like it doesn't mean uh, I should get other people to be worried about watching it watch it maybe you'll like it maybe you very well will so i'm gonna pick a bigger movie all right that Kick way you ass. punch up yeah do an up punch right in the taint i like it you punch for that fucking big michael yeah. bay taint get him <laughs> you watch anything good yeah i watched uh uh i hadn't watched any of season seven of venture brothers yet so okay. i watched the first i guess seven episodes that's been on my list of things to watch for about seven years now venture brothers is so good everybody's told it's me. it's amazing like just watching season seven it's like the show has been around since 2003 or 2004 or something yeah. They just take their time in between seasons and make sure that they got really good stories. And every season, every single episode is awesome. Is it funny? It's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's beyond that. Like, it's actually some cool storylines yeah. and shit, too. Yeah. The characters are amazing. Like, really well uh, executed characters. They all have very individual, like, uh, personalities, which. Okay can fall apart when you have a huge world like they do because yeah, there's yeah. so many characters but they really are all different hmm, okay so it's great it's a great show i'll tell you what's impressing me about this beer too dude is the fact that it is 8.4 percent and i have basically slammed it because it's, it's so, so good. good well the thing <laughs> about it is too is like usually with beers like this whenever you're having those really <laughs> juicy hazy yeah delicious kind of ipas like around six percent is kind of the cutoff. Yeah. And then most of the time, anytime I have anything that's in that double IPA kind of range, it starts getting way heavy. Yeah. It gets that I'm eating a loaf of bread. Right. Kind of feeling after you've mm-hmm. had one, you know. But this is still so light. I don't understand how they did this and made it as uh, high ABV as it is. Hey guys at uh, Saucy Brew Works, get at us. Let us know. Yeah, let us know about it. Mm-hmm. Fuck, this is fantastic. It is great. I watched something that wasn't very good this week. What it was? I went and saw the Meg. Oh no, why? Because <laughs> my wife, is she liking the movie with the biggest shark. Yeah, uh, okay. The bigger the shark, the more fun of the movie. That's true. You have a pizza, you watch the shark. You watch the shark, you watch the movie. Dario Argento. Dario. It was... Uh, it's not very good. That's what I've heard. I mean, I didn't go into it expecting it to be great or anything like that, but yeah. I can I can have fun. Like, dude, like fucking piranha. Mm-hmm. Piranha's great. Yeah, exactly. It's like that's a fun aquatic. Yeah, campy. It knows it knows it's campy, and it's directed by a good director, Alexander yeah, Aja. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And this, I couldn't quite figure out where they thought this was in the food chain of movies. Okay. Which is kind of what I was worried about from the previews. Because like the first preview that I saw made it look like it was like Jaws, but bigger. Like it was serious. Yeah. 
And then I saw another preview that's just like all like exploding shit and Jason Statham flying through the air. Right. It was like, okay, Former Olympic so, diver. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> and so it kind of made it look like it was more like uh, self-aware. Yeah. But then you watch the movie and it's like, no, it's kind of both. Yeah. One of the weirdest paced movies I think I've ever seen where it doesn't feel like there's sort of an overarching story. Right. But rather just a series of small tasks. So it's like a it's like a video game, but you're only doing the side quests. Or maybe even it's like watching like the whole first season of a, a show. Uh-huh. You know? Like they thought, hey, maybe this will turn into a show. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> it's just a bunch of like... About a gigantic shark. Yeah. What will be the show there? <laughs> and some of it's kind of cool. It's like, okay, there's a little rescue mission at the first of the movie. Okay, mm-hmm. well, they rescued them. Problem solved. All right. Well, now they got to capture... Pops up on the screen, head back to base. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's some struggles flying the helicopter for a little bit because you don't remember well, exactly Well, landing, it's it. always so hard. The instructions yeah. are not clear at a all. A couple of times they crash and have to restart. Yep, yeah. exactly. Did you ever play the Top Gun game for NES? Yes. That's exactly what I was just thinking of uh-huh. all the time. Holy fuck. Landing the stupid plane on that aircraft carrier? Impossible. I was thinking of Airwolf, which Airwolf. was also impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were they doing to us with those old games? I think they didn't give a shit. They were like, if <laughs> we put busy, this out it. with Top Gun on it, they'll buy it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just a bunch of, like, series of tasks. And it did have some fun stuff in it. Mm. It did have some pretty cool stuff. But it was also, like, I think an hour 50. Wow. Like, Why? it was fucking long, dude. That's too long for a, a shark movie that is already admittedly going to be bad because it's not Jaws. Yeah. Pretty much, man. Yeah. Uh, so that I can't really recommend very much. Okay, wasn't fantastic. I won't run out to see it then. See anything else good? I'm sure I did, but I saw something real bad. Tell me about it. Uh, it was Return of the Living Dead two. Okay, so I didn't get the time to watch any <laughs> of the sequels. Yeah. To Return of the Living Dead, I had never seen two. I had seen three. Yeah. Which is is good, but okay. I had never seen two, and I watched it, and boy. It's a turd. What's so bad about it? Um, well, you know the guys who play Frank and and uh, uh, what's his Freddy? name? Freddie. Freddie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're in it. All right. Not playing Frank and Freddie. Playing two completely different characters. Slightly confusing. Yeah, it is a little bit. Um, there's an annoying kid in it. There are several annoying kids in it. All right. That's not always great. That no. can be fun. If there are other kids that are cool that are like, oh, that kid is annoying. Yeah. Uh, but instead, all the kids are annoying. <laughs> they kind of uh, missed the equation on that one. Yeah. The story is basically the same story, but instead of the army saving them in the end, they have to come up with some convoluted plan that involves zombies all somehow getting electrocuted. All right. And then there's a zombie who literally jumps out from behind the camera and is dressed like uh, Michael Jackson in Thriller. Okay, all right. I mean, that sounds okay on paper. It's like an, it, it seriously is like something from Airplane when it happens. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> he really did just jump out from out behind the camera and then did a real bad Michael Jackson impression and then got electrocuted. Sick. It's, it's, you make it sound okay, honestly. Check it out if you want to. It's on, um, I think it was on either Voodoo or Crackle or something. <laughs> One of those. Had to watch it with commercials. Yeah, D-List movie uh-huh. watching app. Got it, man. Well, the main subject of our show today is going to be the 1985 
spectacular classic, The Return of the Living Dead, the OG, which yeah. is so fucking great. It's amazing. It is a great flick. Really, really enjoy. And of course, this being a zombie movie, I think as we step into the preview palace, yeah, it'd be a good time to maybe start asking some of those hard-hitting questions, Steve. Okay. What about this one, then? All right. You get turned into a zombie. What kind of zombie are you? Gosh, who's going to tell us? Um, I bet Hattie Soykin of BuzzFeed fame. Think she can hook us up? I think she could do a little summoning, a little conjuring. Oh, yeah? Probably sacrifice a baby oh, and man. give us the answers we need. I hope it's worth it. I got a couple babies laying around here I don't really need. And I'm going to get competitive on this one for some reason. Okay. All right. Now, get in there. Listeners don't know this, but when I when I got here, Ben had just gotten back from jogging. I did. Like a real jock. I'm over here sitting in my own sweat and juices, just uh-huh. marinating right now. And he's wearing a sleeveless shirt. Shh. I ain't got no sleeves, no problem. All right, folks. Time for the big reveal. Oh, no. What is going on? Steve ain't got a sleeve to his name. Boom. What? Didn't even plan it. Four arms, no sleeves in this room. No sleeves. Sun's out, guns out, bitches. Look at this. Woo. I've never felt tougher on this podcast. I know. Dude. You want to start degrading women or something? Joe Rogan. Ah. I don't know. Is that what tough guys say? I don't know. I think tough guys say Joe Rogan. <laughs> In conversations, uh-huh. bring it up. And Look he's all us. like, ayahuasca. <laughs> Elon Musk, smoke some weed with me. Somebody told me recently that that uh, Joe Rogan is basically like Oprah for white guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's making sure that was accurate. Yeah, it's pretty true. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he's got a good got following. Shredded. Dude, we're shredded, too. We are. Oh, my gosh. It's rough. Ooh, buddy. I, I bet between the two of us, we've got... 24 I mean, inches of python. Probably at yeah. least 24 inches of python. Yep. <laughs> We're catching up to you, Hogan. <laughs> All right, Steve, what are we going to find out about ourselves here? Um, We're going to find out what type of zombie we are. So the first question, Ben. Yes. How long would you survive the apocalypse before you got the bite? Okay, the bite that turns me. Uh-huh. All right. A solid five years. TBH. Oh, a year if I'm lucky. Okay. A couple months. Mm-hmm. A week. I could probably last a day. Honestly, like 30 seconds. Gosh. That's tough. That's a tough call. Uh, I am in a somewhat secluded, not heavily populated area. That's true. So that works to your advantage. Yeah. There's lots of woods and hills and stuff out here. Right. I think I could probably camp out and hide in pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but... I have a feeling I would probably do something dumb and absent-minded and eventually get caught. So I'm going to I'm gonna say a couple months. I'm not that confident, but mm-hmm. also I don't think I would just instantly get had. Yeah. I also live out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Which has its advantages. And there's a, there's a creek running near my house. Okay, yeah. Uh, good fertile land. Oh, my. You could... You could post up there in a zombie apocalypse. Probably be all right for a little while. Yeah. So I'm going to say a year. If You're I'm probably lucky. right. You're probably right. Now, Steve, I got to know, what's your biggest pet peeve? Oh, man. Is it slow walkers? I do hate that. Are you that person that's always just like passing everybody? Yes. Dude, I think Kate will look ahead of her and it's like, there's a person 100 feet ahead of us. Let's run and pass yeah. them. It's yeah. Like, you don't have to. I anymore. walk like that. And then if my wife is walking with me, I am 10 feet behind her. She walks even faster. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. She's got to pass them up. Mm-hmm. Talking while eating. 
Oh, okay. My wife does hate that. <laughs> bad, it's not. It's not cool. Is it bad textures? Mm. Um. Is it cutesy pet names? Who would hate that? I don't know. Rude drivers. I hate that. Yeah. Or is it the patriarchy? Fucking topple the man. Dude, but we are the man. We're sitting here with fucking no sleeves and stuff. I'm saying I want to be toppled. <laughs> Ooh, sexy <laughs> topple. What's your biggest pet peeve of those? Oh, man. I do hate the patriarchy. Yeah? It, it uh, sure real bad. All right. Rude drivers are tough for me, too. But I think I get the, the angriest behind slow walkers yeah that's yeah. the thing that really just sets you off huh i will step into the road to pass people because like people uh i don't i don't know if this is like everywhere but la people would turn they were like an amoeba if they were walking in a group oh. they would fill up the space yeah 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 entirely to whatever it is yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous <laughs> i hate ugh, slow walkers get out of here what I, about you Ben? i think of these probably a rude driver really sets me off it's funny because yeah. like I don't really get like the road rage where mm-hmm. I'm like really about to like run somebody off or fucking yeah. something like that. But man, I sure do drive around in my car a lot and I'll just be like in a good mood. I'll be happy and singing a song or yeah. whatever. And then somebody will do something stupid and I'm like, I hope your whole fucking family dies. Yeah, I, that's exactly how I feel. And then I'll just go right back to like singing Weezer or whatever uh-huh. it is, you know? Just like Buddy Holly. Fuck you! I you hope your baby shit. gets cancer. Like I, I get really baby. mad. I do say stuff like that, but too. it comes and goes. Don't, I mean, having a bumper sticker is like having shit for me to say at you while you're driving <laughs> bad. Yeah. Fuck you and your two kids and your dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Ben. So who would be in your zombie crew? All right. Is this like my crew after I turn into a zombie? Yeah, I or guess my so. Anti-zombie fighting crew. I think it's. I think it's after you become a zombie. Let's right. see here. My studly zombie lover. <laughs> I think that is after. Okay, unless you're unless you're alive and you're having sex with a corpse. <laughs> that is your your stud. Well, it's a studly zombie lover. That's yeah. called a necrophiliac. I think that is what they call that. <laughs> a ragtag team of misfits. Okay, like Glenn Danzig. Oh wait, and so Dan. this is the, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little mixed up here. So my studly zombie lover, Yucko. My family. Uh huh. My family. My dog. Yeah. Anyone who wants to have a fun time. Just me. Well, you know, whenever they ask the immortal question, do you want a party? Yeah. I answer yes. So anyone who wants to have Anybody a fun time. wants to time. have a fun time. That sounds like the people I want to be around in that scenario. You know, the, the world's clearly going badly if there's a zombie epidemic going on. Yeah. I'm just going to have me a fun time until it's time to check out. Might as well. I would say my family, because that includes my dog. So mm. take that, the and your studly my dog lover. option. Yeah, and I already have a zombie studly lover, so mm. I'm set. Ooh la la. All right, Steve, what are you like as a friend? Mm-hmm. Kind of self-absorbed, TBH. Again, with that fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Abbreviations really irk me sometimes. They do. I might have should have yeah. answered the bad texting one. <laughs> the one with all the advice. Okay. The sagely one. Right. Pretty chill and full of bants. B-A-N-T-S? What the fuck is that? Bants? It's probably something the kids are saying. What's that bant? Like you got bant from a fucking Facebook group or something? Yeah. We're Like old, somebody dude. who's been bant from a lot of things. This is not probably our world it anymore. It's not. It never was. Let's be honest. Yeah. The messy one. Mm-hmm. Loyal or okay. the group introvert. Oh boy. Well, I st- I sure 
think most people would call me the group introvert. <laughs> but what would you call I yourself? I would say I'm pretty chill and full of bants. <laughs> That's a pretty good answer. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Ben? Uh, I'll be completely self-aware and honest here. Kind of self-absorbed. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm just always kind of wrapped up in whatever the fucking newest dumb shit I'm doing is all the time. That's kind of what I tend to think about the most. Right. Yeah, so, hey, at least I'm honest about it. Hey, TBH. <laughs> All right, who, next. Who would you bite first, Ben? Mm. My family and friends for lols. For lols, okay, yeah. Someone who wronged me in high school 10 years ago. That's my brother. That's the same as last answer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever I see first, TBH. Get out of here with your TBHs. The morally corrupt celebs, hot boys. Damn. You know, my first instinct was to say the morally corrupt because I like to think if I'm going to be killing people for food, I'll yeah. pick off the ones that really deserve it first. Yeah. But it really would be fun to be like, yo, I turned Bill Murray. <laughs> you know? It would be. Or like Tom Selleck, I turned him. Turned him. Yeah, zombie stash. That's me. <laughs> I'm going to go with celebs. I think I would go with that. That sounds fun. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's probably the perfect answer. <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and guess that you really don't have much of a choice. And I'm going to say whoever I see first, TBH. <laughs> yeah, just grab them. Get yeah. Your, get your pull. Come on over here. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> all right. Now, Steve, what would be your greeting of choice for humans you encounter? Okay. These are all going to be really fun to enunciate. Mm-hmm. Isn't going to be... Uh-huh. 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 Right. Uh-huh. Or... Okay. <laughs> I think I did pretty good with this. Uh, you did. You did perfectly. <laughs> I think I would probably go with... Yeah, yeah. That seems like just a classic zombie noise. Yeah. You know? And also, like, if you mean it sexually, like, mm. either they'll catch it and be like, oh, okay, I got a studly zombie lover. Exactly. Or they'll just be like, oh, that's just a noise zombies make. Yeah. So they're like, the course. you know... Yeah, that's like a, a no-miss swing right there. Yeah, yeah. You'd be eating it, and, and they'd be like, this is about what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with, Psst. I think yeah. it'd be fun to sneak up on them. I sneak think I would be like... Stealthy zombie? Yeah, like, I think... Uh, well, you know, in Return of the Living Dead, as we'll talk about, the zombies, they kind of use some strategies. They use some sneak stuff. attacks? Yeah, I think I would they be one of those. surround some policemen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would be doing that. I think I would just pop up. Yeah, I'm a fool and be like, Psst, I'm gonna eat you. Hey, I'm gonna eat you. Get my foods. Yum, yum, yum. All right, what do we got next? Which body part would you prey on? Okay. We're Eyes. Mm, too mm. gelatinous. Everyone loves an eye. Brain. Classic zombie. Zombie uh-huh. choice right there. Legs. Okay, yeah. Looks like boobs. I think there. that's, yeah, it's kind of like a text speak for Bob, I guess. Yeah, a little Bob there. Um, Heart. I bet that'd be tough. Hair. Ew. Well, they only gave us two legit answers. I'm going to steal the first one. Which one are you Legs. going with? You going with that leg? Yeah. That'd I'm be the eat. best part. I want some food. Yeah, that'd be the best part. Because really, I bet an eye probably has a lot of like, probably healthy um, vitamins and stuff and all that you gelatin. Think some, some I think so. aqueous humor has it could. potassium maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, a brain is probably nothing but protein. Yeah, I would probably. I think I'm gonna go with that. Animal Lecter liked him though. That's true. He did like brains. And you might get mad human disease. Oh no! 
A bobe, less, that's just a fat. Yeah. Yeah. Yum, 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 yum. A heart, that's just going to be awful. Yeah. Hair, just don't a, even go there. Oh. I'm going to scramble up some brain. Yummy. I'm going to get some brain out Scrambled of there. Scrambled brain. I think so. Now, Steve, where will you live out your zombie days? Okay. Your infinite immortal days as a zombie. Uh, Are you going to be in that city squatting? Okay. Are you going to be on a beautiful remote beach? Ooh, romantic. I bet you'd smell awful, though, as a reanimated corpse on a hot beach. Do their olfactory senses still work, I wonder? That's a good question. Like, do they... Oh, wait. In in The Walking Dead, they can smell. If you cover yourself in, like, zombie guts, they they don't smell you. Yeah, that's right. So... So they must have some. So they smell, smell how disgusting they smell all the time. Ew. Yuck. That'd be bad. Among the remains of my childhood home. Oh. What, what Who's happened living to there it? now? Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Graveyard, duh. Right. Hang on, flood mother dead people. What about a spoopy forest? Oh, it's so spoopy. It's so spoopy. Or watching some DVDs in some rich person's bunker. Sounds great. I was going to say that obviously is the best. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to go with a beautiful remote beach. Yeah. Maybe the breeze will keep the scent out of my nose. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah just constantly just don't be downwind of yourself. <laughs> you know? Probably a pretty good idea. Uh, I'm going to, I am going to watch some DVDs in some rich person's bunker. Yeah. That sounds fun. I think that that sounds like the way to spend my eternity. All right, Ben. This one's real important. Who would you want as leader? Okay. Robot Beyonce. Robeyonce. Robonce. <laughs> Me. OFC. Does that mean of course? A fucking course. Okay. I wish it was me OMC. <laughs> How bizarre. How bizarre. Every time I look around. Every time I look around. <laughs> Dude, I will still not turn that song off. No, it's I'm, great. I'm on board mm-hmm. with that song. Um, there will be no hierarchy in the new world. Tight. A democratically elected candidate. Mm-hmm. Whoever is physically strongest. <laughs> the moon will be my commander. Yeah, I think that I think that in this zombie-ridden world, I don't think there will be any hierarchy. Yeah, that sounds about right. It sounds like everybody will collectively have the same goal, mm-hmm. which is eating the brains. Yeah. It'd be cool to see a movie where, like, what if just everybody became a zombie and there's no more like humans to eat? What do they do? Oh, no. Like what happens then? Yeah, I mean, in s- some zombies eat other things. Yeah, they can eat a- an animal and stuff. Yeah, sometimes. so maybe certain zombies may be okay for a little bit. But, but what, dude, what, would it be cool if there was some kind of like super primate or something like that that was hunting the zombies? Or the predator? Are we predator. talking predator versus zombies? Predator versus zombies, exactly. What Fucking, I, mean. I would love that. <laughs> oh my god! I'm way trademark dead and lovely. Yeah, I'm way predator. On deck with okay, that. so let's say predators. Okay, this is how it happens. Okay. This is the story. Predator, he goes, comes to Earth, and there's a zombie outbreak, but he doesn't know about it because he's in a jungle somewhere hunting humans. One of them is infected. Okay. He brings back parts of of them and then those oh, like parts the skull and spinal cord and stuff yeah, yeah. and the, he brings those all the way back and he starts to feel sick when he gets towards his home world he lands on his home world 
zombie predators. Yeah. Versus other predators. God damn it. On deck. Call me now, Shane Black. We have this. <laughs> it's at least got to be better than that new one. I keep hearing it's fucking yeah, terrible. Yeah, I keep hearing bad stuff, unfortunately. Damn. Wow. Yeah, trademark Dan Lovely. That would be fun. Okay, who would I want as leader? Um, well, I I don't know if I would want this so much as I believe it's possible yeah. that Beyonce and Jay-Z have so much money that they've figured out how to preserve themselves as robots after Probably. their bodies wither and die. Yeah, yep. And so she will be our leader. Because nobody will want to eat her, you know. They'll be like, oh, well, she's a robot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a robot Beyonce. I would go with it. <laughs> All right, Steve. I got the chill zombie. I'm oh. the chill zombie. What movie is that in? Um, it says, you're not too fussed about things. I mean, this is the apocalypse. Why waste your precious time with worries when you could be throwing the sickest parties? Hey. You've got free supplies and the downfall of the city. That's and true. Redecorated the local school to be a communal 24 7 house party. Everyone wants to be your friend, and even humans are flocking over, asking to be sacrificed, all for the sanctity of your cause. They want to join the zombie dance party. I'm on deck. That sounds awesome. I'm very okay with that position. Yeah. And I think that sounds like a great time. It does. I got the old school zombie. Okay, yeah. You're just mindlessly searching for food, and you don't care who or what you destroy <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Brains, brains, one might hear you say. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And how appropriate, considering that The Return of the Living Dead, our subject for our movie today, is the one that coined yeah. the whole zombies love a brain Yeah, they idea. love them brains. They're all about it. They want that high-protein diet. Yeah. They're, it uh, helps they're ketogenic zombies. It give it like makes the pain of death lessen somehow. Well, it's because brains are gluten free. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't cause them any inflammation. Oh my god, it, that's true. I did hear that all dead bodies have celiac. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and so they're on that paleo diet. And they judge that by taking corpses and putting food in their mouth, and then just pushing their mm-hmm. jaw until they chewed the food, and then they just like sort of plunged mm-hmm. it in. Exactly. Yeah. And then they were like, this guy seems dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, was this the first time you had ever watched this no, movie? No, this, I remember seeing this as a kid. Like, seeing yeah. Trash Dance Naked is one of my formative sexual experiences as like you a like, five or six year old. Where'd her pee pee go? <laughs> Where are her pee pee? Did you go and say, Mom, when do I lose my pee pee? <laughs> what ha- when do I become a beautiful woman? <laughs> With Ronald McDonald hair. With Ronald McDonald hair, yeah. <laughs> so you watched this when you were a kinder kid. Yeah, I did. I remember seeing this with my, my cousins. I'm pretty sure that my, my aunt and uncle had rented it, and we all watched it together. Now, when you were a kid, was it funny or scary? Because nowadays, um, I feel like it's like you can watch it, and it's just fun and funny. But I, I wonder what yeah. this is like as a kid seeing this. Well, like when she talks about, when Trash talks about getting eaten by like a bunch of old men. Yeah. That scared me for a long time. That wow, yeah. Getting eaten by people is, is scary. Mm-hmm. And the idea that uh, even when you die, you still feel pain. Yeah. I believed that for a long time. Yeah, that's that in yeah. itself is pretty fucked up. Yeah, so this movie... Uh, but it was... I, I think it, it is in such a package that as a kid... As those two things I just said are things I had to think about mm-hmm. later. Yeah. So as a kid watching it, it was just sort of entertaining, but then a bunch of stuff in it stuck with me. So I I guess it it was sort of funny as a kid, mm-hmm. especially 
you know, that she was dancing naked and they're, they're humorous parts for sure. Yeah, yeah. But now as an adult watching it, I'm like, ooh, this is real dark if it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> or real funny if it's supposed to be dark. I don't know. That's true. It skates a fine line. When was the first time you saw this, Ben? So I thought mm-hmm. that I had watched this before. Oh, shit. Is I, this a, yeah. a, a one you just hadn't seen? I seriously think that this is the first time I ever watched the whole Oh, that's movie. awesome. I know that I had seen parts of it. Um. But I think that I think that somehow or another, like over the years of just like watching movies and falling asleep, or just like watching um, uh, stuff on YouTube and then be like, "Oh, it cut off," whatever. Yeah. I think I realized I'd only watched maybe about the first thirty minutes of this movie. Huh. So I watched it really for the first time, start to finish. Yeah. Like, like last week, and then I watched it again the next day because uh, Kate had never seen it. Oh, okay. So we sat and watched it together too. So I watched it like two days in a row. I think I actually liked it even more the second time. Yeah, it gets better every time I watch it. Yeah, because the first time it's like I don't think I was quite sure of yeah. the of the tone. Yeah. Of the movie, which is kind of interesting because I see a lot of people calling this a parody of zombie movies. I don't think so. Well, and the thing is too is like by this time in '85, had zombie movies become a genre unto itself? Because I, I mean, mean, mostly it was just George Romero. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like there was. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. Uh huh. Day of the Dead or Day, Dawn of the Dawn Dead, of and then the Day dead. of the Dead. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. Obviously, we're, for, we're forgetting some, but. Well, yeah. I mean, there were other zombie movies along the way, but they weren't. Yeah. They weren't as big and culturally known as Night of the Living Dead and, no. and Romero's other movies. Like, um, at this point, I'm trying to think. Like, children shouldn't play with dead things. Yeah. Was a zombie movie that came out. In a little bit after, do we Night have of like uh, Fulci's uh, Zombie? Was it out by now? Yeah, Fulci's Zombie. It was Zombie Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, which is an unofficial sequel to Night of the Living Dead, yeah. <laughs> and this is a semi sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Uh huh. Um, I love Fulci's yeah, Zombie. Yeah, Fulci's Zombie is great. Um, oh, it's so good. I, you know, honestly, like I can't think of any big titles yeah. other than those. So yeah, like I don't know what it would be parodying. Yeah, exactly. There wasn't that much to parody. It's like and I think it, something has to be an established yeah. genre in order for it to be made fun of. And the zombies are, are you know, a bit different from Romero zombies. Well, and that's the thing about calling this movie a parody is I don't feel like really in any way that this is like making fun of zombies. It's making fun of a no. lot of stuff, but it's not making yeah. fun of zombie movies. I mean, you know, Scary Movie is obviously yeah. making fun of these other flicks. I don't feel like this is doing that. I think it's no. I think it's just kind of like, hey, what if we did a different perspective on a zombie flick where it's like these, you know, trashy punk kids and blah blah blah. I don't really feel like it's mocking no, the genre. No, I don't think so either. I think this is uh this is just trying to expand on what yeah, some exactly. one person's interpretation of Night of the Living Dead. Mhm. Um I mean, this is this is originally written by Johnny Russo, who mm-hmm. was one of the producers of Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, the OG. Yeah, he he wrote uh, a novel called Return of the Living Dead. He and he and Romero had basically had a an agreement that Romero would continue making of the dead movies. Okay, 
and, the dead, and Russo the dead. had the rights to the living dead because Russo had come up with the story idea and then Romero had written the screenplay. Oh, so they kind of decided to split the rights to this yes. kind of down the middle. Yeah. You and do what you will with it, I'll do what I will with yeah, it. Yeah, and so Russo, cool. he wrote Return of the Living Dead, a novel, and then later they decided, you know, let's turn this into a movie, and then they brought in Dan O'Bannon, who completely rewrote the script. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if the novel's any good. I don't know. Uh, uh, John Russo's... He's, he's written the novel. He also has made uh, movies in, like, because he wanted Return of the Living Dead to be different. Yeah. He basically, the start of Return of the Living Dead for in his screenplay was it opened on, like, a funeral for a child. And, like, the preacher was, or the priest was saying, like, all the prayers and stuff. And then the dad comes over and then puts a spike on the girl's head oh, and then shit. nails it in. And it starts from there. Like, this is immediately... Well, that's not dark at all. Yeah, this is like a, a world that's been tinged by what happened in Nine of the Living Dead. That's awesome. Yeah. But, like, when Dan O'Bannon came in, he, he wanted it to be different from Romero. Okay. So, like, he was consciously trying to make something different. That's and, cool. And and so you got you got people who both know the, the material and have their own vision. So, like... I don't know how you could see this as a parody as as much right. as it, its original An work. Expansion, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a cool thing, too, though, is it kind of goes into what we've talked about on other episodes about why mythology is so cool and yeah. why what they're doing with comic book universe now mm -hmm. uh, is so cool because you get all these different perspectives on what this person did. Yeah. And it might be out of order and there might mm -hmm. be things that conflict with each other. But it all goes to kind of build the mythology. Yes, of the character. Uh, yeah, of yeah. that character and of that world stuff. And I really, really enjoy that. And yeah, this movie definitely does that, especially when it gets to the uh, the zombies themselves, which I want to yeah. get kind of deep into here in just a second. Now, the main protagonist of this movie, it's kind of hard to say who the main characters are. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is... Ensemble cast. I think this, just like in Romero's movies, sets us up with group of survivors. Right, yeah, yeah. And the whole group is just as important. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe in Night of the Living Dead, you could say protagonist is Ben. But if he's the protagonist, why don't they open with him? Yeah, really, right. So, like, he shows up, you know, 20 minutes into the movie. This movie starts with Frank and Freddy. Yeah, Frank and Freddy, who seem to be protagonists, but they're not. Like, Yeah, yeah. They both die by the end of the movie. One completely turns to a zombie. The other offs himself so he doesn't, like... Yeah. Their story is interesting, and I would say maybe theirs is the most interesting story of all the characters. Yeah. But it's not the driving story. And I love their I love their chemistry and stuff They're on great. screen together. They're absolutely mm -hmm. fantastic together. They're just really um Well, you see why they brought them back for part two. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and even that first uh that first scene that we get in the movie where um Frank has shown Freddy around the you need a medical supply mm -hmm. place. You know what it really reminded me of, especially the second time through? What? It so reminds me of the kitchen scene in The Shining. Yeah. Yes, it does. Right? Oh, my God. I didn't think about that. Where he's that. going through and he's like, we got canned peaches, uh -huh. rack of lamb, blah, blah, blah. He's just showing them all yeah. the stuff. And it's kind of like in sort of a humorous, fun way. Yeah. And uh, fucking, um, oh, damn it. What's her name? Shelly Duvall. Duvall, yeah, yeah. Is like, oh wow, blah blah blah. Like, 
uh-huh. reacting to them and stuff. It's very much like how these two are going through the whole building. It's also an extremely long shot. It is a long shot, and it's fast talking too. Yeah. And like it's it's going so fast and so smooth mm-hmm. that you're just thinking like, oh, I'm watching genuine interaction. But they're also throwing exposition in there. Yep. Really well. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Really well hidden. Like watch sets that third up so, step. It's a bitch. Yeah. Sets up so much yeah. of what happens in just that first little bit. Uh huh. And it it's masked so well because they really Definitely. do have a great chemistry together. Yeah, they're great. And I like seeing too how, you know, Freddie. Let's see. It is Freddie, right? Yeah. Freddie's, yeah, Freddie's, Freddie's the young, young guy. guy. Yeah. Freddie is obviously kind of a younger punk dude. He's got a jacket that says fuck you on the back. <laughs> yeah. Or, he has a rat tail. Or a television version if you're watching the TV edit. Did you see that? No. So, yeah, his jacket says fuck you on the back of it, but because they knew eventually it would be shown on TV and they couldn't uh-huh. show that, they filmed all the scenes twice with him wearing that jacket. Uh-huh. And the one for TV, has it says television version on the back. <laughs> Isn't that sick? <laughs> it's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, those two are like very different. Frank is like older and stuff. Yeah. He could be all cogity and be a dickhead to him because he's a young punk kid. And he but, sees working in a warehouse as a career and yeah. like, you know, this, you need to listen because this is your career. You know, this is what you do for the rest of your life. Yeah. But the kid seems to be more like, it's just a job. Yeah. Yeah. But they have fun together and stuff in the workplace. They, they get do. along good. Mm-hmm. And that's where you also get the exposition about how, remember that movie, Night of the Living Dead? It was based okay. on a true story. We got to talk about this. This okay. is interesting to me. Okay, so in this world, Night of the Living Dead exists as a movie mm-hmm. that is based off of true events in this world. Right. Okay. So now, the, people, the people in return have watched Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, they mentioned it a couple of times. Um, so, okay, they also say that the events that the movie Night of the Living Dead was based off of occurred in 1969. Now, in our world, Night of the Living Dead came out in 1968. So, it's based on events that happened a year after it, chronologically. Yeah. So, in (laughs) their world, Night of the Living Dead came out after 1969. I don't know why that is in there, but John Russo... He's he, the producer from Night of the Living Dead. He knows when the movie came out. Obviously, yeah. So, and he wrote he wrote the script, even though it was drastically rewritten by Dan O'Bannon. Mm-hmm. Like John Russo's on the set, he would have Caught been that, there to be yeah. like, yeah, like it was obviously not sixty nine. So they intentional. Yeah, it's intentional. So what? What's the reason? Like why? Um, so I, I'm guessing. Because in this movie, we find out that Night of the Living Dead is intentionally changed from the true events mm-hmm. to present the zombies uh, in a different way. So that it didn't people didn't catch on that it really happened. Right. So in Night of the Living Dead, you shoot them in the brain, they die. But in Return of the Living Dead, you have to completely and utterly destroy every piece of them yeah for them to die yeah it's almost like they they made it so the stuff that happened in night of the living dead was kind of mild yes compared to the reality yeah that's pretty dope i like that a lot that's pretty cool so in addition to frank and freddie we've got our whole uh main gang of punks yeah which are really kind of the central focus i guess of Mm -hmm. the movie kind of i think so and the cool thing about them is they kind of they all represent a different shade of the alternative outsider punk right. spectrum that they would have been happening in They don't look like they fit together. No. No. no huh? Yeah, because we've got guys like um, 
Well, obviously we have Trash. Trash. Which is old Quigley. Yeah, Lene Quigley. Uh, who's just a, a really nasty, hardcore punk chick. Yeah. We got Spider, which yeah. is a black dude. He looks Miguel like Miguel Nunez. You could see him at a thrash metal show, probably. Maybe. We got Scuzz, who's got the classic punk mohawk guy. Mm-hmm. Suicide with his nose ring chain. Lots of leather. chains and leather, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then also you got, like, Chuck. Yeah, who's, like, more of a mod. Yeah, yeah. More like a... Um, like, you'd probably see him at, like, a Talking Heads show. Like yes, a, a, exactly. A, po- a post-punk. He's a post-punk, yeah. Yeah, wearing a big baggy suit. He's also very sweaty most of the movie. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody's pretty sweaty Because it's the middle movie. of July in, in L.A. <laughs> when they filmed it. <laughs> and we've got uh, his girlfriend, Casey. Well, not really girlfriend, is she? Yeah, no, she hates his guts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of looks like she's straight out of, like, a Paul Abdul video or something. She does. She She's more like the party punk. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But she's still got, like, crazy colored hair yeah. and stuff. And then there's Tina. Yeah, who's just dressed like a normal person wearing a telephone wire for a choker in, yeah. in her hair. Why is she hanging out with these people? I kind of think that she got with Freddie. Freddie mm-hmm. And Freddie introduced her to his group of friends. Yeah. And she just kind of ended up hanging out with them by association. Yeah, and she's just like upbeat. And she's like, okay, I'll yeah. be friends with them. Like, the, the way they play her character is is hilarious. Yeah. She she doesn't cuss the whole movie. She nope. says, like, fudge at nope. one point. And Spider's yeah. like, what the fuck did she just say? Yeah, and then, but she still hangs out with them and likes them all. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a real interesting character that you do not expect to be in that group of people. Yeah. Who's, yeah. Your, who's your favorite of that gang? Oh, buddy. Um, well, I feel like suicide yeah he's the he's the guy you don't want to mess with he's six foot five yeah so that's already intimidating plus he's wearing he's wearing like a dog chain from his <laughs> nose ring to his earring yeah oh wait was it a lip ring i don't remember i think it was nose okay yeah he's wearing like chains everywhere he's like a frightening dude yeah and Clearly has a huge temper. He does. The only thing I don't get is when Trash grabs his dick, he's like, have some respect for the dead or whatever. Like, <laughs> other than that part, I think he's he's like the punkest of them all. Well, dude, the thing about him is, is he's also like, he's got this deeper, more misunderstood side. Yeah, he does. He's He might like, he might listen to like the damned and stuff. I think he might listen to the cure when nobody's around. I was going to say, when nobody's around, he listens to the cure and Morrissey for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Like, uh-huh. He definitely listens to that stuff and he's like, this is really me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. His character cracks me up, man. Yeah. What do you what do you think? This is some kind of costume? <laughs> it's a lifestyle. Okay, so this is the, okay, that line is ironically funny because when they wrote this when Dan O'Bannon like did his rewrites on the script, he wanted to cast real punk kids oh. in the roles. Okay. And so in in that case, that line would have meant something. All right. But they ended up just casting regular actors and making them look punk. Yeah. So when he says that line, it's it's funny. It's ironically funny because it is just a costume. Yeah. It's not his lifestyle. It's kind of funny. He's just a, a, a normal everyday dude who just got cast in a role. It's pretty interesting that, that Trash just gets to be naked the whole movie. Yeah. The well, whole I movie. Mean, gets to be. Like, like at a certain point, it looks like it was probably not fun when it's raining. Apparently, according to the documentary, more brains. 
I want to watch it. Go that. check it out. I just I started like twenty or thirty minutes into it and I had to put it yeah. down to go to work. It's really good. It's yeah. two, it's about two hours. It's uh it's really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Scuzz is like the main person behind it. He does the narration cool. and and does interviews and stuff. But I think he he was like the main person behind it. Anyway, apparently, you know, it was July in in Southern California, so it's really hot. Yeah. But then the rain was like freezing cold. Oh shit. And so, like, all those scenes where they're out in the rain, uh, they're all just miserable. <laughs> so. And she's naked yeah, yeah. most of the time, only wearing leg warmers and, and whatever that weird plastic they put over her genitalia <laughs> was. Yeah, yeah. so apparently, like, while they were filming her nude dance scene... Yeah, the first one. Uh, she was rocking some bush. Yeah, she, it was, she was just vag out. Yeah, big bush. And then they shaved the bush because they were like, "No, you can't show that." Yeah, apparently one of the producers was just like, "You can't show pubic hair on TV. It's awful." Yeah, so they shaved the bush, and so then it's worse, <laughs> obviously, because you well, can see the producer said, "You could see everything. It's awful." <laughs> it's like how familiar with fucking female anatomy are you? Yeah, like that you shaved the bush thing, and this will make it'll it. hide it. Yeah. What? Um, I really lo- like. I loved the scene, and they, they do. They cover it up eventually with a plastic thing. It makes it look like a Barbie doll, and it's yeah, dumb. yeah, yeah. I love this though. In the documentary, Clue Gallagher was talking about Linnea Quigley, like in her her nudity, and he said she didn't give a shit about all that morality crap. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> he's awesome. Love I get the Clue impression Gallag- that Clue Gallagher just doesn't really give a fuck. In no, general. he's great. He is great. He's also in that uh, Nightmare on Elm Street documentary. He's really funny. Yeah, yeah. Because he was in Nightmare on Elm Street, too. Yeah, listen to our, our episode on that. Then rate and review on iTunes. Yeah, Freddy's Revenge. He kind of yells a lot in whatever movie he's in. It's true. Jesse! <laughs> Jesse! <laughs> like, he just kind of yells that whole uh-huh. movie. And in this movie, he's pretty raging. He is. He's the man on top. He's apparently a slave driver, according to yeah, the according the to the chart, chart thing. He's a, a slave driver and a son of a bitch son who's balding. Bitch. Ha-ha, oh yeah, it says. <laughs> Steve, I think I'm I'm getting thirsty again. Me too, man. I barely had uh, like just twelve ounces of beer. I miss this. Who is this murky Imperial A IPA by Saucy Brew Works? I miss it already. Yeah, it was really good. That was so fucking good. But let's see how a platform beer company, Hole in My Soul Small Batch IPA, will hold up against right. it. Now this isn't as sturdy. As that other one. I think it's like, what, six something percent? <laughs> six nine, bro. Woo! <laughs> em, dine em, 6.9 em. <laughs> this is also looking really fucking delicious. It does. In my cup. I p- kind of poured it badly, so I'm me foaming too. up over here. Foam. Okay, well, maybe it's not just me then. Maybe it's just the beer. This also looks like a, a hazy, murky, I cannot see through this beer kind of scenario. Yeah. Smells great. It smells really kind of funky and tropical, which Bloody. is usually the ticket for me. Usually very okay with that. How's that treating you? Boy, that's funky. Yeah, is it? Mm-hmm. In the best way? In the best way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm waiting for it's my got a good. It's got a good uh, hoppiness to it. Yeah. Hoppy like a bunny. Oh. Well, I'm very on deck for this. I can't wait to try this out. Wow. Yeah, it's foaming up pretty good over here. I'm going to let that thing kind of settle down a little bit before I wrap my lips around it. How do you feel about that compared to the Who Is This? Boy, they're, they're so similar but so different because they're both murky IPAs. Yeah. But I feel like the Who Is This was um, was a really strong citrus mm-hmm. but also smooth drinking. 
This is really, it's got that more piney, hoppy, resiny taste to it. Yeah. Um, so it would be hard to choose. I think the Who Is This is easier to drink. A little bit smoother, maybe. Oh, okay. But the hoppiness. I see what you mean. Yeah. I like. Yeah, this has definitely got a lot more, as you said, of that piney, resiny thing going on. Mm-hmm. Tastes greener. It does. Damn, that's definitely really good. It's Ooh, drier. Buddy. It's a little less sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely less juicy than that Who Is This. I'm very on deck with that, though. Boy, Cleveland's kicking ass, huh? Yeah, apparently they are. Look at you guys. Way to go, Cleveland. Way to go. Man, I mean, I'm talking for right now. I think judging by how much he's contributed to our lives and our show. Right. I think Roger's probably the best fan of the show that we have. I don't know, man. The Latours, they made shirts and wore them to a show. Yeah. And got Tom Savini in a picture with our... It's Logan. true. It's true. But I can't drink that shirt. I did. <laughs> you wouldn't download a shirt. <laughs> you wouldn't drink a shirt. You wouldn't. <laughs> I you think wouldn't that... hit a bat with glasses. <laughs> what? I think somebody needs to challenge Roger to the throne. Oh, the yeah. Greatest dead and lovely contributor. Okay. Okay. See if they can top his, his beers that he sent us. I listen, Good luck, y'all. Good luck. Yeah. Good fucking luck, <laughs> I say. So we've also got, like you said, Clue Gallagher, who's kind of the hard-ass boss guy. Yeah, Bert. Not a whole lot to his character. Uh-huh. But what about Ernie? Ernie's my favorite. Okay. Ernie you like is... the Nazi. Okay, so Ernie is... Many na- fine people on all sides. All right. Ernie is... A, <laughs> okay, Ernie is named after a Nazi SS officer who was hanged at Nuremberg. Jesus. Um, He... <laughs> he likes jamming out to some official German music. He does. He does. He there is a, a Nazi poster in the background on his wall. Yep. You can see picture of Ava Brown in his office, and he loves fucking around with dead bodies. He also carries and a, he burns burns bodies. I, I was gonna say he he knows how to work an oven. Yeah, it seems like there's definitely some kind of horrible joke I should be making at this point. Right, kind of makes itself. You guys get one going does, with right. that. And uh, what's the gun he has? It's, it's not like a Luger. Yeah, no, no, it's a that, German. that is a German gun, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like, especially as a man with no sleeves on my shirt, you should. Well, I should this is the thing kind of you have to know. What comes with not having sleeves on your shirt is what you say is true. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say what comes with not having sleeves is ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the same thing. Yeah, if exactly. If what you yeah. say is true, then yeah, you're cool with ignorance. Same deal. Yeah. <laughs> what if next election, like Trump has all these custom suits made that don't have sleeves? That he would win. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. like he would. Yeah, they'd be like, Fuck. "I like how he doesn't have sleeves." I don't have sleeves either. Hey, that's cool. All right, <laughs> he's one of us. What if he just wore a Confederate flag suit with no <laughs> sleeves? Instant win. Yeah, yeah. Instant. But I mean, win. like this. Okay, let's just. I mean, just for fun about here. Trump. Let's just get into the fact that he uh, called Jeff Sessions a dumb Southerner. Yeah. And his voters don't give a shit. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, just another dumb Southerner. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, dumb Southerners gave him his office. They're like, don't huh, seem to care yeah, he's talking about those dumb Southerners. Not like me, though. Not like me. He's not saying all Southerners are dumb. That is what he's saying, Jesus dumbass. Jesus fucking Christ, anyway. dude. Um, <laughs> so, back to this movie. Yeah. So, Ernie. 
Ernie's great. Eddie Kalfa. He he's played really well. He really like uh, interesting. There's obviously some depth and weirdness to him. Yes, but like you never get to it fully. But they don't let they don't let up on the the obvious connections with with Nazis because mm-hmm. he ends up strangely enough <laughs> as a German hiding in an attic. That he does, and then he is about to Ava Braun Adolf Hitler and 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 kill what's yep. her name uh, uh that's uh Tracy. Tina, tina 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 yeah about to kill tina and then kill himself he right pointed there that out to me and i was yeah. like well shit yep. yeah that's exactly what he's about to do and this movie ends with an atomic bomb being dropped i'm saying <laughs> movie, okay when you put it that yeah, way this movie in a lot of ways is a world war ii analogy holy shit yeah. Oh my god. I think the depth of this movie actually goes even further though in that this movie is about how the old are eating the young. Okay, so I was I was curious to hear your thoughts about this yeah. because I mean obviously we like to kind of deep dive into these movies and, yeah. and look probably further into them than we need to. Yeah, but that's what should. makes it fun to yeah, me. Yeah, why who listens to a podcast where you don't look further into it than you need to? I think a lot of people do. They do, don't they? Yeah. But to me that's part of the fun of the, the genre of horror is when yeah. you can address some social issue or whatever in a context. Well, and zombie movies are steeped vehicles in for that. Social issues, yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously with with Night of the Living Dead and then, uh-huh. Even all the other ones, it's like very much about consumerism and yeah. hive mentality and blah, blah, blah. This movie, our central uh, group is a group of disaffected youths. Okay, yeah. Representing the entire uh, you know, spectrum of disaffected youth. Yeah. They're all there um, who end up facing off with a problem created by old people because of bureaucracy. Okay, that's true. Yeah. And poor managerial skills. All right. You that talk destroy about the, their world. The, the, the unleashing of the trioxin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, that ended up in the wrong place because of an army, army fuck up. Yeah. And also it was built poorly because of an army fuck up. Okay, yeah. And then it releases toxic chemicals into the world mm-hmm. that are destroying the, the earth. And turning people into, you know, undead, mindless drones. Well, shit. So, this movie is about how the baby boomer generation fucked the next generation. <laughs> you think they were already seeing the writing on they the wall? They were already seeing the writing on. on the wall, yeah. They were already saying, like, oh, you guys have fucked us. Damn. I mean, because, I mean, the baby boomer generation, they're already in their 30s by this point. Uh-huh. Or, you know, early... Uh, 30s late 20s they've already started down this path Mm -hmm. and the that's what punk was sort of a reaction to yeah sure to this like baby boomer authoritarianism where it's like you got everything handed to you but for some reason you think that you hit a triple like yeah, exactly. You, right. you were born on third base. You didn't do anything. Wow. You know, that's a that's a great way to fucking put <laughs> yeah. it. You were born on third base. Yeah, and that's so exactly the, right. these punks, disaffected youth, who end up getting the consequences of the previous generation's fuck-ups. Yeah. Yep. Damn it. That's yep. not wrong, dude. It's not wrong. There's something deeper to this movie. Born this on. movie is just so fun that people don't really look too much into it, because why would you? It's just fun. And then fucking... To beat all, like, born on third base, 
and then get fucking pissed at the kids who get participation trophies. It's like, yeah. as a fucking baby boomer, <laughs> your whole life is a, He's participation, a participation trophy. trophy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're, the economy that you grew up in was created by 98% tax rate on people making over a million dollars a year. Jesus Christ. 98%. They were paying higher corporate tax. Everything was being taxed like crazy to yeah. provide social programs to make it so that everybody could live the American dream. Which is why both sets of parents from my wife and I, mm-hmm. not a college degree between them. Why do they need it? Yeah, but we're able to provide for two kids at a time mm-hmm. and have two cars in the driveway. Yep. And again, I, I grew up pretty poor, but it's like I grew up a fucking hell of a lot better than I would be able to provide for two kids right exactly. now. Exactly. A fucking hell of a lot better. Yep. Insanity, dude. It is. And the, this this movie, I think, already saw the writing on the wall. It's just like when you watch Dawn of the Dead and see all of its like anti-commercialism, anti-consumerism yeah. stuff, or, yeah. or Day of the Dead, where it's specifically about abuse of power and authoritarianism. Like, Oh, yeah. Zombie yeah. movies are a great vehicle for talking about the problems of the world. Because yeah, social you, political issues. Zombies... Yeah. You you actually you have to project something onto them. Mm-hmm. That's the cool thing about the undead is that you have to project something onto them because they're not giving you anything. Mm-hmm. Now in this movie they talk, but they yes. don't. They their talking is all toward one goal, and that is getting to eat brains. Well, it's what will benefit them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're all out for singular benefit. They consume everything in their path. They don't think about any sort of future or anything. All they want is to consume. Yeah, what will work the best for them. Yep. Damn it. You know, that's interesting. You bring all that stuff up. I I watched this movie, again, two days in a row. And at the end of it, I was like, man, I just don't know if there's any kind of greater overarching, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of message throughout this. The same way that I felt about, you know, Dawn of the Dead, where I was like, oh, man, this has a huge meaning behind it and stuff. Yeah. It didn't strike me really as immediately. Like the first thing that I got from this movie, as far as any kind of, you know, again, overarching, deeper meaning, mm-hmm. is the way that this movie shows how any kind of really fucked up scenario mm-hmm. can unite everybody. Yeah. Regardless of background, race, whatever. Uh-huh. Because basically, at the end of this movie, you have people fighting to, for their lives that are. You know, young punks and fucking post-punk kids yeah. and just normal preppy girl uh-huh. and fucking Nazi uh-huh. and just like middle-aged dude. Yeah, just and, some old middle manager type of guy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Black people, white people, everybody. Yeah. Like, everybody kind of unites and puts that stuff aside. Yeah. I mean, there's scenes with, with Ernie and Spider side by side. Yeah. Working together. So it kind of shows how... You know, again, tragedy or really fucked up scenario can unite everybody in yeah. a way. So that's kind of the, the the quickest message I think that I got from it. And also, mm-hmm. too, that the government doesn't really give a fuck. Oh, no. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they just, Especially the armed services. Dude, the end of the movie, they nuke everybody. Yep. And that's it. It's nihilistic, for sure. Extremely, which is super punk rock. Yeah, it is. I mean, he says at the end that they, they leveled 20 square bro- blocks yeah. and killed 4,000 people. Yeah. They're like, oh, not too bad of a casualty rate. Yeah. 4,000 people. <laughs> That's pretty bad. That's a lot of fucking pretty people. Pretty fucking bad, yeah. man. And, you know, that storyline that goes on with the the military army um, fucking commander guy. Yeah, he's a, he's like a lieutenant. Uh, lieutenant. 
Carlander or something. I don't, I don't remember. I don't know ranks of anything. I don't either. Really, I don't have sleeves. I don't have. I don't know this stuff. <laughs> hey, buddy, this is America. You ain't gotta know nothing. <laughs> you ain't gotta have a sleeve for shit. No, get them sleeves out of here. Get that knowledge out of here. <laughs> but his his placement in the movie is kind of odd because you get him right at the very first of the movie, where he's talking to his wife, being like, "Oh, we've been trying to find these bodies mm-hmm. forever." And then you have probably about an hour and 20 of movie that goes by where you, Yeah, before you see anything from him again. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's kind of odd. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of pacing that you don't really see in movies really anymore. There's yeah. no trail of breadcrumbs reminding you that army guys there. Right. The whole time. And indeed, I would say overall the 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 pacing of the movie is kind of funky. It is a little strange. I mean, it'll go from just huge amounts of action to nothing for quite a while mm-hmm. to huge amounts of action again. Like, yeah, it, it does It does have a weird sort of pacing to it. Yeah. Kind of keeps you off, off kilter, I think. I'd like to know how much time passes between the first time that we see the first, you know, I guess what you could call the first real zombie that we see, the animated cadaver. Yeah. The yellow cadaver. Yeah, mm-hmm. to the first you know zombie that comes out of the ground or the tar man. Like I don't know how much time passes there. Yeah. It's got to be a pretty significant amount. Is the tar man the second one we see? I think so. Right. It's either him or the um, the dude crawling up out of the grave and the yeah. skeleton that pops up. Yeah. I can't really remember. Honestly, I can't what either. You see in sequence. Oh wait, you know what? All of the kids are there when they first see the tar man. So the tar man's the second tar one man. they see. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Yeah. So there's some pretty long gaps in here. Between those two, yeah. Yeah, but honestly, like, I don't really mind it. I think that the characters and stuff yeah. are entertaining mm-hmm. and well fleshed out enough that it's cool just hanging out with them in a graveyard or whatever, it is. you know? It is, and it, it seems like early on in the movie, like, you're just going to be dealing with this small little, like, uh, factory most of the time. Yeah. But then once they burn the body and it starts raining and all of the corpses in the cemetery start rising up, it it escalates so quickly. Yeah. Like it goes from just two zombies to a hundred zombies. A fuck ton. Yeah. Right? Let's talk about those zombies a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, because definitely, especially if you're coming from a, a Dawn of the Dead scenario, the rules for these zombies are a bit different. Although, as we talked about in the Dawn of the Dead episode, Mm -hmm. I mean, a a lot of us, I think, when we think about the typical movie zombie, we think about, you know, walking with your arms out ahead of you, just mindless uh, zombies. But actually, if you go back to Dawn of the Dead, there's. Night of the Living Dead. I'm sorry, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Night of the Living Dead, there's a running zombie who tries to use a rock to smash open a window. Yeah, they're using tools and stuff. Yeah. They're not that dumb and mindless no. actually no they they uh basically the idea it seems in night of the living dead is they have whatever brain power they would have had at this point of decomposition right yeah and yeah. so return of the living dead is not doing anything different than night of the living dead it could yeah i guess so because i mean Except you do have some that are, that are talking yeah. and stuff but maybe if they're freshly dead exactly well, I don't know though. That the half destroyed one looks right, she very talks. dead, and she talks. And so. the guy who says "send more cops" looks like he's in a Civil War costume, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, he does, doesn't he? It's I hadn't thought weird. about that. Yeah, because <laughs> he would be way more decomposed. He very well, unless he be. died during a Civil War reenactment, and he was like, 
<laughs> bury me, bury in, my me in this. <laughs> so do you remember over at um, whenever we recorded our Predator episode mm-hmm. over at Andy Andy Woods' place? Yep. He's got that full size Vader costume. Mm-hmm. We were talking the other day. I can't remember even how it came up, and I was like, "Dude, whenever you die, like, how do you want to be, you know, buried and stuff?" Mm-hmm. And Andy's first answer was like, "Man, I want my remains scattered at Disneyland. Okay, but I don't want to be cremated." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a pretty fantastic yeah. answer. And we just started kind of dishing about this stuff. And I was like, dude, what if like at your funeral, you know, you die some like unexpected death and stuff and your funeral and like the uh, receiving your friends and all that shit, everything's totally normal. Mm-hmm. Only except you're laying there in the casket, like open casket style, and you're wearing the full Vader costume. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like walking up and they're like, he looks so peaceful. He does. Just full Vader gear. <laughs> Everything else is normal. But his final wish was to be buried in the full Vader costume. I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> you know, probably with like a lightsaber, like arms <laughs> crossed, like up at the chest or something. <laughs> and then you just arrange for the lights to suddenly go out, and then a blue force ghost <laughs> of yourself shows up. I'm okay with that. That would be cool. Yeah. Let this serve as Andy Wood's last will and testament. <laughs> I'm getting very okay with this beer. Yeah. The first sip or two, I was kind of getting acclimated after how juicy that who is this. Yeah. But my God, if I had this around all the time. I'd be okay with it. I'd be a very drunk boy. <laughs> this is good. You can really taste the hops a lot more in it. It's true. I would call this a kangaroo because yeah? it's got mad hops. That motherfucker hopping. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our zombies in this, they can run fast, obviously. Mm-hmm. They can talk. They can. They can use complicated uh, instruments. Yes. The tar man uses a, a winch yeah, with uh-huh. a chain to Simple rip machines. a door off. Yeah, That he does, man. Mm-hmm. He might not look like much, but he's still got quite a lot working in that, that old tar brain, man. man. Definitely mm-hmm. so. And they also use things like strategy. Yes, they do. They they hide. They, they ask for an, more paramedics. Uh-huh. Over the the radio, and then they hide while the paramedics come. And when the paramedics get there, they jump out and attack them. And swarm them. Yeah. And they have no problem doing that because they're basically invincible. Yeah, the only way to kill them is to absolutely annihilate them. Like, yeah. every single piece has to be destroyed or it will keep moving. And, and even at that, it's like after they you know, throw that one in the, in the cremator there, mm-hmm. well, the fumes just go on to make more zombies. Yeah. So do you ever actually destroy them? That's true. Not really. Destroying them spreads the problem. Yeah, exactly. It's like a Hydra. What? Or Republicans. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like, they kind of confront this head-on with the very first zombie that we see, which is the cadaver Mm -hmm. that's hanging up in the medical office. And whenever he comes to life and this is something that's interesting too is like the same way that we get all different shades of of punk yeah we also really get all different shades of zombie yeah because he's he's barely like he's just dead he's not decomposed at all yeah yeah and he comes to life because of the trioxin gas and he is just fucking raging Uh uh-huh like he is a wild man he comes running out like ultimate warrior he does grabbing the ropes he does he's totally uw style man Uh he grabs clue gallagher gives him a gorilla press slam (laughs) 
shakes the ropes. His face paint's already worn off halfway oh, through it. Hogan. <laughs> oh, I'm coming for you, Hogan. He puts him straight into a nosedive for sure. <laughs> Absolutely for sure. And yeah, like our gang of Frank and Freddie and, and Clue Gallagher, I just call him Clue Gallagher because yeah. that's who he is. They subdue him and tie him up and stuff. And Clue is like, I guess you destroy the brain. Right. And so they try with that an axe. Dude, ax, that pickaxe. Pickaxe, yeah. Straight through the head. Does it's so nothing. brutal. It's so brutal. You hear it like sink it into the concrete. Into the concrete, yeah, and like sticks. And and that just makes the the animated corpse like scream and like uh-huh. twitch around and flail and go crazy. And so they cut off his head saw with a hacksaw. It's so fucking brutal. It is. And then the body and head are still moving. Yep. And I like too that like as he's sawing the head off and even with the head stab and stuff, there's no blood. No. Because a cadaver would be drained yeah. of blood. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Why he's like mustard colored, I'm not exactly sure. I don't know. I'm not sure about okay, that. Okay, here's okay, so here's where we should talk a little bit about the the special effects. Mm-hmm. Cause two people are responsible for the special effects in this movie. Okay. And what kind of happened was that the first guy, um, didn't work out and so (laughs) the first guy is responsible for this yellow headless thing okay which i think is cool like when he's like running around and like knocking all the shelves over well that's the thing is if you pay attention when he's running around he's not wearing the prosthetic the prosthetic that made it look like he didn't have a head Mm -hmm. looks so bad it looks that, okay. Yeah. Well, the thing is that you, they only show the prosthetic itself very briefly, and then they have him running around with a head, and it's showing shots just of his feet and showing stuff. shots of his feet. But That's the, true. You only see the headless torso like for that one second when he stands so, up and he's like, "Oh!" But he's got like love handles and stuff. Yeah. Like it's totally not the same build as that, right. like at all. So the 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 fact that it's yellow had to do with the fact that that was how the prosthetic was so they had to paint the they guy paint yellow the so that, that the prosthetic color. would look really good which is already a problem the the thing that got the first guy fired basically is the skeleton that pops up out of the ground the do you want a party eyes. skeleton yes okay so okay so that was like they were like no this sucks yeah cuz the skeleton was bleach white it was Which it okay. wouldn't be. Yeah. I guess now that I think about it, whenever yeah. it came out of the ground, it was pretty pearly. But they, they still they still showed it. Yeah. Because it was a pretty cool shot. I think it's dope. I think it looks it looks fine. They could have just, you know, darkened up the bones as they would be hey, and added some meatiness to them. But they thought it was so good they put it in the movie fucking twice. That's true. Everything's kind of in the movie twice. Yeah, I was gonna say there's some, some recycled reason, footage several times. For some reason at the end of the movie they show uh, highlights of the movie. I don't know why that is. Well and even at the very end of the movie, like after the uh, the nuclear strike and it shows the rain coming down, it shows that same footage of the water going through the dirt hitting that guy's yeah, like black exact boots. same footage. Yeah, it's just straight up a repeat of stuff yeah. earlier. And, you know, of course, obviously if a if a corpse has been in the ground so long that all the meat has rotted off of it and stuff, why the fuck yeah. would I have eyeballs? Exactly. But you know so, what? I don't fucking care. Because when that thing pops up and it gives me that do you want a party soundtrack, uh-huh. 
I get fucking fired up. It man. is cool. I get fired up. It is. I don't care. I think it's awesome. So the original guy got got fired, and Tony Gardner took over. Tony Gardner worked with Rick Baker on oh. the Thriller. Um, no shit. Video, and on some other Rick Baker products. What was that that was like eighty three, eighty four. Yeah, yeah. So Tony Gardner, um, you might know him from a few a few things. That's uh, funny that you mentioned Thriller too, because like as the zombies are coming out of their graves and yeah, stuff. It's like Thriller. Yeah, I was thinking, man, the way they're all wearing suits and the all dusty and dirty. 40,000 years. Yeah, dude. I was like, man, they look a lot like the Thriller zombies. Yeah. So, uh, Tony Gardner, I just I just wrote down a few things from just around this time period that he ended up doing. Right. Aliens. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Pretty decent special effects in that one. Nightbreed. Oh, fantastic special effects, yeah. Uh-huh. Not a great movie. Not a great movie, no. Dark Man. Never seen it. Okay. It's good. Army of Darkness. Awesome. Hocus Pocus. Uh, uh, one of my all-time jam of jams. Yeah. So, Tony Seriously. Gar- I mean, he's done, he he did the special effects on Bad Grandpa that got nominated for, you know, an Academy no Award and stuff, too. Like, he, he's done so much stuff since then. But this was, he, he took over, and you can see a difference. Like, you can see a difference in the stuff that he did and the stuff the original guy did. So... Wow. He, young guy, got his shot and fucking nailed it. That explains a lot, though, because really, you get a lot of different looking zombies in this. Like you said, we have the weird mustard cadaver guy. We have the tar man. Yeah. Who I will say is one of the most badass looking zombies in Uh history. Yes. The tar man looks fucking awesome. And the guy in that suit... A puppeteer for the Muppets. No shit. Yep. Really? Yeah. You know what? Super that, cool. That really shows, though, because the way that he characterizes mm-hmm. the Tar Man, the way the Tar Man like, moves and stuff, yeah. is so He does so a great gross. job with it. It's yeah, real dude. gross. He real, you feel slimy looking at yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder how they put him in costume for that. I love the fact that he's got these, like, expressive eyeballs yeah but then like the top of his head is just a skull uh-huh. he's got a tongue yeah it's gross it's so badass and of course his voice and stuff is really awesome and, and then the rest of him is just dripping that nasty tar like shit yeah i think the tar man is easily one of my favorite zombies in in movie history yeah he looks fucking awesome. so cool yeah because he's he up there with look, bub yeah yeah well yeah. and he doesn't look just decomposed no he looks because like he was preserved in in sort of I yeah, guess it, I guess there barrel. was only trioxin in there because as soon as it leaks and the oxygen hits, he just starts sort of decomposing instantly. Yeah, I love that effect. Too. Yeah, it looks really man. Cool. Anytime they do a special effect in these '80s horror flicks where it's like it's a skull coated in wax and then we heated it up so it melts off. Yeah, you know whether that be fucking it looks good. Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. or uh, Hellraiser. They did stuff Hellraiser like that did too. Uh-huh. They showed it in reverse, so uh-huh. it looked like he was growing. That shit just looks so cool to me. It does. I never get tired of seeing that. That goes back to like we talked about that fucking movie magic series. Mm-hmm. God damn! I wonder if those are on YouTube by I now. I don't know. I've never checked. That that would be fun to to go back and watch. I would love to go back and watch that series. I feel Movie like they magic. showed something like that where they showed how it was made of wax and they yeah. melted it and stuff. Probably for Raiders of the Lost Ark or something. Like seriously, you can't duplicate that with CG. No, but like 
for some reason, every studio will pay the $500,000 it costs to duplicate it yeah. to, to make it look worse than if you just hired somebody yeah. for $60,000 to exactly. do it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, artists are fucking starving. Yeah. They'll make it. They'll it's, do it for you. And it'll look better. And, it'll and look it will better. look better in the future. Yep. And might as well talk about this. This movie ages well. Absolutely it so. It still looks great. Yeah, it really, really does. And uh, the the way that they use special effects and hide special effects mm-hmm. is really fucking fantastic. Yep. Like another one of the cool zombie looks that we have in this movie is the half eaten, yeah, half decomposed zombie chick that yeah that, that kills. talks and has like the spinal cord that moves yeah, like a tail. Dude. Basically, is, does she kill Scuzz? She think? kills Scuzz, who has a Ric Flairian amount of blood in his forehead. <laughs> he really does, doesn't yeah. he? Like, he just took that just razor like, under that fingernail and yeah. just. Hit it up, man. Yeah, I love whenever they're fighting that uh, the bunch of zombies that are coming through the wall mm-hmm. and that skeletal arm reaches in and grabs them and it's heavily decomposed yeah. and he pulls her in. It's just half a body. Yeah. And her hair, again, very Ric Flair-y. Uh-huh. Clearly her hair is white, but then it got stained kind of pinkish from the blood mud, Yeah, the stuff. blood and mud, yeah. So sick, man. And that's the one that they capture and they're able to kind of interrogate her a little bit. Uh huh. And she that was like a puppet that they were working. It was. It was a yeah, yeah yeah. There were like three people working it. That's so sick. Yeah. So like people the 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 spine was like motorized. I think. That's awesome. And then the 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 jaw was a puppet. But even the scenes where like she uh, is on top of Scuzz like eating him. Uh huh. They hide the special effect really well. Like, yeah. It never feels like. You know, it's just a half dummy that he's holding onto and shaking like it's attacking no, him no, or something. No, it's, it's moving, yeah. They hide it extremely, extremely yeah. well. Yeah, all that stuff looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I think um, the the speech that she gives mm. is really interesting where she talks about the pain of being dead. And as I said, that like haunted me as a child where I yeah. thought like, Oh, it hurts to be dead. Like the line I can feel myself rot. Yeah. Is so fucking metal. Yes. It's it so fucking metal, dude. If there's not like, she should be, listen, we have nearly dead metal or nearly near death, near metal. death metal. Yeah. Uh-huh. We need actually dead metal, <laughs> actually dead. And that lady yeah. could be in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, uh-huh. definitely so, man. Can feel myself rot. So sick, though. That's the opening to the song, and then, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then, as you expect you from know. there. <laughs> but yeah, I like, too, that we get all these different shades of of zombie mm-hmm. throughout the movie. And then also, too, you get, you know, freshly formed zombie in the form of, like, Freddy, who gets uh-huh. acid thrown in his face. Yeah, Freddy and and, uh, and Frank. And then also Trash gets turned into a zombie Yeah, who looks different than everybody else. She yeah, becomes, like, alabaster say. skin sort of zombie demon look. Yeah, kind of kind of looks like a fucking... What's his name in Fright Night? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. The main vampire guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. The rules of how someone becomes a zombie in this movie... Yeah, because... Kind of up in the air, Suicide huh? gets his brains eaten by the tar man, and yeah. he doesn't turn into a zombie. Yeah, the typical rule for zombies is, of course, getting bitten, getting any kind of blood-to-blood contact uh-huh. will turn you into a, a zombie. Yeah. But in this movie, it's really 
it's really pretty vague. Apparently, yeah. trioxin can turn a living person into, into a living a dead person. Right. Trioxin can turn dead people into living dead people. Yeah. And then sometimes, like in the case of trash, getting eaten. Killed after being covered in trioxin. Yeah. Turns you into a zombie. Like, what's the rule? I don't I, really, honestly, this I don't movie, really know. This movie, uh, <laughs> now that I'm thinking of it, it seems like this is a movie that ends in the middle of the story. If the movie sure. were to persist and they were down in that basement, suicide would become a zombie. Mm-hmm. They each would slowly start to become zombies. Right. Like, I think if this movie had, you know another hour to it that's what would happen is that everybody would slowly start to turn into a zombie because they've had trioxin all over them and yeah. stuff uh and the people that don't immediately turn into zombies eventually would i think trash turns into a zombie because i guess they didn't eat her brains because when we see her later her brains are seem fine she didn't okay. get her skull eaten yeah so maybe the rule is that if you get your brains eaten by a zombie, you don't turn into a zombie. Okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess. I don't know how that would work. But I. this is interesting. I have written on the subject. Yeah? Yeah. For a class uh, I took in um, on Jane Austen, mm-hmm. we read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Okay. And is I it re- good? I wanted to read that. It's fine. I mean, Pride yeah. and Prejudice is better, for sure. Okay. But it's got ninjutsu and zombies, so that's fun. Oh, I'm on deck for that. Yeah. Uh, I did write about how in that in that case, and in this case, it seems almost like that their desire for brains both serves the purpose to like satiate them and make them not feel pain, but also to ensure that the neck that the generation after them doesn't turn into zombies. Hmm. So if the rule is that getting your brains eaten by a zombie doesn't turn you into a zombie, that's what they're doing. They know that if they eat the brain, huh. that you won't become a zombie, and they're yeah. trying to the, spare you the pain of it. Interesting. Huh. That would then give zombies an altruistic motive, which yeah, really. would make them kind of Twilight zombies, I guess. <laughs> well, and also, too, we've got all the cops and paramedics and stuff that get killed, and none of them turn. Yeah, well, no, them seem well to- oh, wait, wait. Does the one that's acting like the traffic director guy, was he a former cop? Or did he no, I think he put clothes? on a cop's uniform. Again, crafty. Yeah, they're crafty Very bastards. crafty, these zombies. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Pretty interesting. I loved the... Uh, and again, I, I don't know what the scenario here was. One of the zombies eating one of the paramedics was either uh, a little person or an amputee. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Because like... You barely I see thought it. It's it was, hard to tell. I thought it was an amputee who could run on his stubs. Yeah, yeah. But my wife thought it was a little person in some sort of uh, get-up to make it look like, you know, they were an amputee. Yeah. So Either I, way, it's I couldn't fucking tell. awesome. The documentary doesn't talk about it, and that really? was the one thing that I was like, I hope they talk about. I figured it would kind of go into yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, and that's cool, too, because that's stuff that you saw, hell, I think, like episode one of The Walking Dead. yeah tap into yeah is how this sounds fucked up just to say it amputees can make really fucking sick zombies they can that's you true know? but this movie was like way ahead of the curve on yeah that. it was because yeah i can't think of any other zombie movie that had done that before right yeah 
How about um, Frank and the way he goes out, man? Okay, so remember earlier I talked about how the rain was cold? Yeah. Okay, so Frank, the actor who played Frank, didn't want to have to stay out in the cold rain. And so he was trying to think of ways that he wouldn't have to do that. And then he was like, oh, man, Frank could kill himself by burning himself in the in the uh whatever that thing's called crematorium Crematorium. yeah could kill himself by burning himself in the crematorium all we have to do is just add a line earlier where i say i could operate that thing and so they were like seriously yeah and so yeah so uh dan o'bannon was like okay cool let's do that he came up with that stuff himself yep dan o'bannon apparently like if you watch the documentary uh, it was his first time directing a movie. He yeah. was a writer before he wrote. Uh, he co-wrote and co-created Dark Star with John Carpenter. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, but he also wrote uh, Alien. Oh, I've heard of that one. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. And of he Alien. also wrote segments of Heavy Metal. Tight. Yeah, but uh, this was his first directing gig, and so he. Uh, some people had trouble working with him. Okay, but they all did say he was very open to everybody coming up with their own thing so like they actually all the the actors came up with their own punk look and stuff really yeah that's uh, cool so that that one guy was like i want to be the post-punk guy yeah that's tight though he that guy did say in the documentary that he wish he had went with a different costume and he didn't really like his costume i think it's cool i think it's cool i think yeah. it works um but yeah so like you know dan o'bannon gave them this freedom to work and even though you know it was torturous being out in the cold uh rain and then when it's not cold it's like 100 degrees because it's southern california in the middle of the summer yeah uh all these grueling things they had to go through they all still you know had some freedom and that that makes it so it's so much more fun for actors yeah no doubt. when they feel like they can come up with a new idea and it'll actually get implemented in the movie yeah Damn, that's pretty cool. I yep. did not know about that. Cool stuff. Yeah, because there's definitely that very pointed thing where he's like, "Well, I could operate that thing early yeah. in the movie." That's cool. I also like that he hangs his little wedding ring up and stuff. He does, man. My wife had a sad. tear in her eye when we watched it, and yeah. uh, it's it is it is an emotional scene. He definitely is. He's being brave. Yeah. Be brave. <laughs> how about how fucking sick the soundtrack is? It's do- oh the my god. Is awesome. it, I mean, it's it's like. Like, I mean, nobody does a Dario Argento style soundtrack, but this is as close. Like, this is as close as you're going to get. It's not one band. It's not Goblin doing everything. Right. But it is so, like, driving and, and awesome and, like, inappropriate at times. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's just like, what is this song playing right now? Yeah, But exactly. it's perfect. What else song would play? Yeah. Dude, the song that plays during Trash's, like, striptease dance, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but I fucking love it. Yeah. It's so awesome and dumb and trashy. It reminded me of something from, like, uh, Friday the 13th as well. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that playing during one of the Freddy Dream sequences, for and sure. As well as the... the Friday the th- I said Friday the 13th. Nightmare on Elm Street. We do this Apologies. all the time. Yes. <laughs> we do this all the time. Yeah. Uh, but as well as, like, the Lysis music, even just the soundtrack itself, like, the main theme uh-huh. with, like, the bell chiming yeah. and stuff is so sick it's really great it's fantastic i really 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 dig the soundtrack to this the licensed and the otherwise used Mm -hmm. music it's all fucking great now you said 
you watched some of the sequels, right? Yeah, I watched. I've watched. Uh, I had watched three long ago, and then watched it again recently. Yeah, it's good. It's directed by uh, the guy who directed Society, Brian. Oh my god, there's a is fucked it Brian up movie? Yuzuna or Yuzuna or something like that. Uh, just f- FYI on that guy, he also wrote Honey. I shrunk the kids. That is extremely unexpected. Yeah. Because <laughs> Society, but, I don't know if y'all listening have ever seen that movie. That movie is fucking weird. Check it out. It is extremely I think it's on Shudder. Strange. I'm not positive on that. I watched that, I think, earlier this year. Actually, it was that week that I had like that horrible flu. Mm-hmm. And I watched like a bunch of movies. Yeah. I watched that movie while I had a fever of God knows what and was also very stoned. You were hot-blooded. Yeah, yeah, 103. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was a very surreal experience, I I'll bet. tell you that. I bet. Yeah. Check it, yeah, check it out. But also check out Return of the Living Dead 3. Good movie. Okay. It's it's uh it's got some of his weirdness to it, but it's it's more straightforward, but it goes deeper into like okay, you know, what is trioxin, etc. and and what what is the army doing about all this? Okay. Uh, which is what you expect at the end of this movie, right? You would expect any sequel is going to be like, okay, well, first it's spreading mm-hmm. because he says at the end, oh, uh, you know, it's raining now. That'll like uh, tamp down wash the radio. Away yeah, wash around. it away when we know that that'll actually spread. Make it worse, yeah. So you would expect, expect then a sequel would be it's spread and the army is now dealing with it. The actual sequel to this doesn't do any of that. It okay. just tries to repeat the first movie. Yeah. But the third movie gets on to that and gets into like more of like what the army is doing about it and, of course, what weird and fucked up experiments they're doing with it. Cool. So you could go straight from one to three, right? Yes. You won't miss anything because two is absolutely unnecessary. I and, and you're saying they kind of go a little bit more in detail about the, the trioxin and stuff yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think must be really cool because one of my favorite scenes in this movie is whenever all the gas is unleashed inside of the medical supply place uh-huh. and you're seeing all the weird shit that starts happening. Like yeah. there's, for some reason in this medical supply place, there's like a board with all these pinned up butterflies uh-huh. and then they come to life and their wings are flapping oh my and God. stuff. And of course, the cadaver dogs yeah. come to life, the, the split in two, they're split in twain. Yeah. That's awesome. It's so cool. The cadaver dog scene is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I'll definitely have to watch that. So you're saying I could go straight from one to three? You can. 100%. You're not going to miss anything. I'll still watch two. You might as as well to see, like, it really is like, it's almost like they were like, well, what if we had a kid's version of the first one? Okay, yeah. (laughs) Did they kind of try to, like, Evil Dead to it, where it's like, what if we retold the same story, but a little differenter? They did, yeah. But not as good. Not as good, nor funny. Yeah. So yeah. Evil Dead 2 is fucking awesome. Evil Dead 2 is great. Right on, man. I love this movie. Me I will too. I will definitely watch it many more times. Again, I thought that I had seen it. <laughs> Apparently, I haven't. But I will certainly watch it again. If you're thinking about this movie on that scale of, of a 1 to 10, yeah. what's your final thoughts and review on this thing? Okay, so this movie is... Um, inexplicably called a horror comedy Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't i see that it has humor to it 
but I don't think that it is much a horror comedy as it is just a horror movie with some funny elements. Well, we were talking about that a little bit before we started recording. It's kind of like it's kind of like Shaun of the Dead in that kind same of, sense. Yeah. I think Shaun of the Dead definitely had more time more to... More overt comedy. Yeah, it yeah. had more time to refine the formula and also had mm. way more source material to yes. pull from. But it's like with Shaun of the Dead, yeah, it's like on surface level, it's a comedy, but... Any horror movie fan that has seen a handful of you know classic zombie flicks can watch Shaun of the Dead and be like, "This is also just a legit zombie movie." Zombie movie, yeah, and yeah. that's what this is. It's I mean, there's scenes where like he has to fucking shoot his mom and stuff. Yeah, it's like it's it's fucked up, and it's like just as well delivered and emotional, yeah, as anything in a, you know any other quote serious zombie movie, right? And um, this this movie has I think shades of that as well, where it's like, okay, yeah, it's it's a horror comedy, but it's also just a legit good zombie movie. Just a zombie movie, yeah. yeah. Um, so I I think, for me, when I think of this, I think of it as a, a legit straight horror movie. And so um, the writing is good. Yeah. Acting is great. They really have uh, an interesting chemistry with the punk rock kids in their weird group. Yeah. Uh, and, and I really like the way the zombies are, the fact that they run and, and have like, you know, plans and things. Yeah. That's all really <laughs> cool and way different. I mean, I mean, I'm not like going to compare night of the living dead and this and say like, which one is better for sure. sure Cause yeah. I think it's just different. This is a different movie with a different perspective and I think it ends up great, but I mean, you know, it's not Shakespeare. It's uh, <laughs> it's a uh, it's an eighties horror movie with a, a dance a new dancing in a graveyard. Like, yeah, it, it's fun. It's a real fun movie, and it has its its merits. So for me, I think this is a as an eight. Yeah, yeah, I can deal with that. I can yeah. totally cope with that. Yeah, it's a uh, it's so fucking eighties mm-hmm. that it is just a blast. Like I feel like you could watch pretty much any one second from this movie and be like, this looks like it's from the eighties, mm-hmm. you know, which of course we're currently in kind of an eighties obsessed phase. Sure. In pop culture, which I'm way on board with. I mean, it's definitely a sanitized version of the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes for the better, sometimes for the better. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes just because a lot of that stuff doesn't fly anymore. Uh, no, yeah, <laughs> But I love how fucking 80s the movie is. I love the gore and the special effects mm-hmm. are awesome. Some of the scenes are like the zombies actually eating the brains of those paramedics and stuff. It's fucking great. Like we said, the pickaxe through the head scene and all so that good. stuff is really cool. I love all the different shades of zombies we get and this the expansion of zombie lore. Mm-hmm. Some of the... Some of the acting and dialogue is is definitely questionable. Yeah, but it's it's almost just become part I think of the style. Pretty much at this everything point. Linnea Quigley says is like, who would say that, dude? Do you like sex and death? Well, then fuck off and die, <laughs> dude. It's so it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. But at the same time, it's like some of the characters in the movie seem to respond to that. Like when. Trash is talking about like her death fantasy and stuff. Spider yeah. is like, You're what a the fucking fuck weirdo. is this bitch talking yeah. about? <laughs> like, he's yeah. clearly like not leveling with what she's talking yeah, about. Yeah, and, and everybody stuff. thinks suicide is weird and spooky. And like, yeah. yeah, like everything that you think about the characters, the other characters think it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it is kind of self aware yeah. 
even at its you know quote unquote worst moments, which are still just very fun. And I'm they okay are. with. I love that it is a punk rock zombie movie. What mm-hmm. else can claim to be anything remotely like that? A punk rock zombie movie. This is fucking awesome, man. It is. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Really enjoy it. There's some very memorable characters. Like at first when you watch this movie, you might be thinking. Man, there's a lot of like characters in this like crew of punks yeah. and, and all this other stuff, but they're actually all pretty memorable. I usually mm-hmm. have a hard time keeping track of names and characters and stuff yeah. like that in flicks, but not really in this movie. Well, I mean, when someone's name is trash, it's hard to forget. Yeah. <laughs> and when you see him full nude the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really I really dig it, man. It's a lot of fun. Like I said, I watched it two days in a row and liked it more the second time yeah also too just as a side note i like some of the medical accuracy that they show yeah like whenever ernie is uh operating on that cadaver uh-huh. he's not operating he's uh embalming it yeah and it's got that huge like bruise on its side from yes. the blood like pooling and yeah stuff. and then later we see that with freddie on his back from where he's been laying that yeah the blood's been pooling because he's dead yeah exactly yeah. that's some really good and like really uh realistic makeup mm-hmm. effects too of that bruising and stuff yeah it's very cool and also too like the whole thing about the rigor mortis and then freddie starts uh-huh. to be like oh i'm getting stiff from my neck uh-huh. down it's like that's some cool foreshadowing ernie's fucking you know from from neck to ankle new balance burgundy outfit how about that boy he'd fit in with the white supremacists of today dude that's what's so fucking funny about it i was watching that being like okay now that now that everybody has well not everybody now that every fucking dumb person has like disavowed nike Uh i saw something where like i guess white supremacists have said that new balance are like the the official shoe of idiots yeah and I'm like, wow. And he's wearing all New Balance. Even mm-hmm. tracksuit's New Balance. And New Balance, I, as far as I understand, has never come out and been like, no. So, like, please stop that. Damn it. Like, I just uh, bought they, a pair of New Balance running shoes. That's what just, I was running in earlier It's today. just like Obama said. How hard can it be to say Nazis are bad? Right. Just say not Nazis are bad. Yeah. Not, no, no. <laughs> None of that. Both sides. <laughs> no. Yeah, I dig this movie. Yeah. I really, really do. It's a blast to watch. Dozen overstates welcome. Hour and a half long. Yeah, weird pacing. Yeah. Some story elements that are definitely there and then gone and then back again. Yeah. I just don't really care. It doesn't matter. It's a blast to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think that this is a solid eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Call up Fellini. Yeah. Yeah, Federico Fellini. He had a movie called Eight and a Half. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I didn't follow that at all. Cool. Yeah. All right, Steve, what are we covering on the show next week? A Bubba Hotep. Oh. <laughs> oh. We've been getting hey. requests for Bubba Hotep. We have for, for a long time. Yeah, a long time. I think the first person to request it was early in the podcast. I don't yeah. know why people have been requesting it like crazy. But I'm okay with it. I'm on board. I'm on board. Yeah. It is a very strange movie. Yeah. It might be one person with multiple accounts. <laughs> it's probably yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> probably the guy that directed it or something. Yeah. I watched this for the first time a really long time ago. And yeah, I think it's I've been just a long time for me too. The one time. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm looking forward to I remember clearly uh, that the line, there's a line in there that really amused me where he hmm. said, Suck the almighty dog dick of Anubis. Oh, dear. And I remember that amused me greatly. 
So I'll look forward to hearing that again. Yeah, me too. Bruce Campbell as an aged Elvis Presley. Impersonator. Well. Oh, is, is he? I don't remember. He's just Elvis Presley? I think he's like, maybe you're not really sure. I don't remember. Okay, I don't remember it at all, I guess. Teams up with a, a black dude that claims to be JFK. Right. In a nursing home. Mm-hmm. To fight an ancient Egyptian curse. I do remember all this, yes. And this is a real movie. And it's I'm real silly. It is. Be sure to tune in for that one next time. In the meantime, you guys, please go and rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Yay. It really helps us out a ton. I, I recently saw a handful of new reviews and stuff popped up i think we're we're still at like five stars with like 78 i think reviews we make a five star yeah yeah i mean that's pretty fucking good i think so too i think uh i think if you search horror movie we should be number one maybe we should i know we're in there i bet we could be if our listeners would help us out hey please go in there rate and review and again be sure to check out the youtube channel yeah. Tomorrow. Do we have an official URL now? We don't yet. Okay, so it's waiting yeah. for approval, right? It's waiting for approval. Okay. Uh, but currently, you can find our URL. We've we've posted links to it. Uh, it's in our Instagram bio. Yeah. You can find it uh, in various places. But yeah, as soon as we get a custom URL, we will let you know. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But yeah, please be sure to go and watch that video review of The Conjuring tomorrow. And subscribe to that channel and all that other shit. Where can they uh, follow us on them social media? At Dead Lovely Pod, Gmail, uh, Dead and Lovely Pod at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. And then we also have a Facebook group, Dead and Lovely Horror Movie Podcast. We've been having so many people post on yeah. that Facebook group. It's lately. real it's fun. Great. There's always something to look at. Yeah, definitely uh-huh. so. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Ben Eller Guitars. At Steven Spratling with a V. With the V. Thanks again, Roger, for this delicious you the man, Raj. beer. Oh my God, I'm I'm almost done with this guy, and I'm so sad. I miss it already. Oh, I'm gonna miss you, little guy. <laughs> well, you guys, be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Dead and Lovely. You guys have been great. We have been Ben and Steve. Woo! Do you wanna party? If you won't blow, you got it. Yeah, that's kind of what it reminds (laughs) me.